Hello, hello, and welcome wherever you are in the world. This is Valerie Molyneux, President and CEO of Vit Friends Vitiligo Support Community. It is my delight and my pleasure, as always, as we celebrate over 10 years of doing these podcasts. Uh, today, I am reaching across the waters. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm traveling. I hope you can join me. This is going to be fantastic. It's going to be an awesome ride. We're not miles up in the sky, and she'll tell us about that. We're on live, on, on audio, and I'm delighted to introduce you to a newfound friend who has vitiligo. She'll tell us all about her journey. My segment is called Your Journey with Vitiligo. Meet today live from TNT, Trinidad in the West Indies. Akena, how are you? Are you there? Welcome. I'm good. I'm good. Hi, Valerie. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. My first international overseas out of the U.S. in 10 years um, wow. via this medium. So I'm excited. You're my first. And we're oh. going to do it right. You're my first. <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome. Let's start from the beginning. Who is McKenna? Married life, family, children, work. Tell me about McKenna. Who are you? Okay, so I am a mother, a wife. I'm just a regular Trini girl. Well, I thought <laughs> I was just a regular Trini girl. All right. Um, just serving God, serving people, and just you know, just doing what I have to do to just get by. Of course, these are very difficult circumstances. So, who I thought I was five years ago in a pandemic I'm somebody else <laughs> mm -hmm. but um I'm kind of on a new journey now with this whole vitiligo um diagnosis and just relearning who I am and mm -hmm. who I thought I was you know um through this whole experience with vitiligo okay so your wife and a mother um two, how girls. Many? two girls okay yeah. and they're babe, younger babies or where are they in life no, one is 12 and the other one is seven. Okay, okay. And so mom and dad's living good. And let's start at the vitiligo journey. Where did it begin? When did you first, when were you diagnosed? And what did your doctors say or treat you with? Okay, so um, I first started seeing very minor signs of it in around mid-2016. It started off on my right hand. I always tell people that I thought it was, um, you know, when you're always in the kitchen, you think, oh, maybe some oil just <laughs> splashed on me, right? Right. So I ignored it because I said, okay, maybe it was just nothing, you know? Um, but within a few months, I noticed that it started progressing on that hand alone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, started seeing it to the tip of my fingers and then noticed it on the other hand as well. Mm -hmm. So, of course, I went straight to the place that we all go when we see something wrong with our bodies, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I went to the internet, okay, Google white spots on body, and obviously, vitiligo came up, mm. along with other stuff about Michael Jackson and that there was no cure. So, obviously, my mind went crazy, yes. you know? Yes. Um, so, I went to a dermatologist, and she... Just checked it out with a blue light, um, and she prescribed something called Dermovate, which she said it was just topical. Mm -hmm. I could try it out for a little while, 
but of course she went through the whole thing there is no cure you know maybe i could try other um stuff maybe my immune system the holistic approach that kind of thing so i tried to do move it for a little while i didn't see any results to be honest um mm-hmm. apart from the fact that it would just kind of burn me a lot yeah yeah so i stopped i stopped um and then when i started noticing a little one on my skin and like on my face and stuff sorry i would try with the makeup mm-hmm. of course that just lasted for a little while because um there is only so much that makeup could actually cover you know right right now this was only wow this was recently this was only 5 yeah. 5 years ago yes mm-hmm. so you were not I, i spoke to someone today who had it when she was she's 37 or something she told me today but she had it since she was 4 so you were already an adult how yeah. did you yeah. how did you cope with this diagnosis and seeing it starting to spread yeah um and of course because of how rapidly it was spreading mm-hmm. um i felt like i i was playing catch up you know Yes. As fast as I was looking at one on one part of my body, another. Yeah, another part. Yeah. So and and well the, the dynamic in that part as well is that during that time I was dealing with an injury on the job. I used to be a flight attendant back mm-hmm. in that time. Mm-hmm. I was injured on the job, so I was going to the doctor and stuff to see about that injury. And of course, you know, while I was there and stuff, the doctor there who was dealing with my injury too, she noticed that but every time you come back it's yeah, more. on the front part of your body right <laughs> yes um wow. so it, it it how i dealt with it i think i don't want to sound cliche but it was mm. really just my faith you know right and and right. just kind of really getting to a place where i would have to um just kind of search myself and remember the things that what god would have said about who i am mm. you know and and just kind of confirming okay vital like what does not define who i am god That's defines it. who i am and also having two daughters as well mm-hmm. i felt like I, i had to show them that okay mommy can can cope with this she could overcome this because if they are to ever face anything like that Mm-hmm. I don't want them to feel like oh something like this broke me and then right. they, they're allowed right. to break under that too you know right so let's back it up a little bit prior to that diagnosis in 2016 had you heard of known of any family members any history of vitiligo at all no not that i know of i've asked around i've asked my um grandparents my dad my mom no 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 nobody that um that we know of that's still alive i should say mm-hmm. um, so it's actually is very strange to my family so they're like oh we don't know where you got this from wow yeah wow now your daughters are of that age they they ask questions about everything yeah what was yeah. the question about mommy what's happening um the older one she would tend to i guess probably be a little more informed So mm-hmm. as I was being informed by the doctors I would always kind of keep them in the loop you know Good. and Good. um the younger one she was more the one with all the little questions because I guess her friends in kindergarten and and her little class you know they would ask questions what's yes. that on your mommy's skin 
Mm-hmm. And I remember this one time I went to pick her up from school and she said, um, Mommy, could you please not pick me up anymore? And Ooh. I was like, yeah. and I was like, why? She said, because every time you pick me up, the children always want to ask me, what's that on your mommy's skin? Wow. How old was she at this point? She was five. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. I, I, I didn't even have an answer for her. I cried, obviously. That's, no, that's oh. deep. That's, that's yeah. deep. Coming from a five-year-old? Wow. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah, but wow. you know, later on, as she as she grew to six and now she's seven, you know, she understands more. And recently, I I asked her again, when mm-hmm. you go back out to school, if that happens again, what would you say? And she said, sure. "Oh, I will just tell them that they should mind their business." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Speak, grown woman. I love it. I love yeah. it. Now, you you and I seem to know the scriptures, and there's one that that talks about um what is this um Matthew? It's in Matthew. It talks about love never fails. Yeah. So yeah. here's a husband mm-hmm. looking mm-hmm. at his gorgeous wife, mm-hmm. and things are changing. Yeah. What what is what was he saying? Um. Well, he always says, I think, I don't know, to this day, I don't know if he says it because he thinks I want to hear him say it. <laughs> but he's like, you know, I don't, I don't see that. All I see is you, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so he really has been, I, I think, pretty normal about it. Mm-hmm. Um, from me talking to him, because people can't see, they probably say, oh, maybe it's not that bad. But I have it to like go on almost... Like, I just realized that I have it almost my entire elbow. Wow, yes, there it is. Wow. Probably about 70% of my body, I have it at different patches and places, you know, even places where you can't see with clothes. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, But he's been pretty supportive. I I, I think he he handled it pretty well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Because I keep reminding him that, hey, you know, I don't know how this would progress as we as we go along, but he, yeah. he seems to be okay with it for now. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like I, I asked that before, so let me let me say it just one more time. No family history you inquired and yeah. nobody no, have an no, answer no. as to no, where. No. And you know what's what's funny? The more I talk to people, the more I do these interviews, that is the answer I tend to get that. Wow. In most families, they're the only person. I'm I'm from a huge family. Mm. I'm from a family of nine. I'm it. Wow. I've never seen it. I call aunts and uncles in London. Nobody have ever yeah. seen yeah. this. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, I know you talk about your faith and uh, how solid you seem to, to be um, in, uh, in your faith. And that has sustained you and kept you. Um, but we hear stories of people, suicide attempts. We, we can give you stories, and yeah, I'm sure yeah. you've heard. And I, I, and I, I don't want to ever, you know, come across as, as okay, well, it's, it's, it has not been difficult. Mm-hmm. I tell, it's funny because just before I came on this call with you, I was chatting with someone, and the person was saying to me, girl, you're so strong. Mm. Um, it's actually someone who messaged about a spot that she was seeing on her hand and she's like oh my gosh I'm wondering what this would be and mm-hmm. you're so strong and I say oh oh, you think I'm strong now <laughs> when I was first diagnosed with it mm-hmm. there was a whole bunch of things that I went through you know um, particularly because of the career that I was in back then right I, I, I actually went into a, I 
maybe a few years well of being totally, totally depressed, you know, mm -hmm. because I just felt like, God, you know, why would you allow this to happen to me? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that's how I, what, what um, struck me when I first met you. And because of growing up as kids, with our Caribbean, with my Caribbean heritage and always being on the plane going somewhere. Oh, yeah. I was just fascinated. Oh my gosh, those flight attendants, they picked the prettiest girls ever. I was <laughs> you know, and so we just look at you guys as just so gorgeous. But now you have this vitiligo. What were yeah. folks saying? Employees, coworkers. Uh, yeah, in fact. Um, that com that exact comment was said to me by um, remember well, to the backtrack. Remember, I told you I was going through a work injury, right? Mm -hmm. So um, in 2015, before I had vitiligo, mm -hmm. I was injured on the job, right? Um, and coming from that injury, I had a surgery, which was unsuccessful, and then I had to repeat another surgery. And it was during that time of having these surgeries done is when I started to see the vitiligo on my skin. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the doctors have obviously said that there is no connection because we know that there is no known cure and yeah. also no known reason as to what causes vitiligo. Mm -hmm. True. But studies have shown that there is a link between trauma, Stress. Um, whether it's mental, physical, you know, people who would have sometimes after pregnancy. I mm -hmm. even saw something recently where some people said that they got COVID and then they started to see that they got vitiligo. Yeah, I, I could follow Oh my goodness. So it seems as though there is some kind of link between something happening in your body and mm -hmm. getting vitiligo. Wow. So after I had these surgeries, um, is really when I started to see it at its peak, you know, like rapidly just progressing more and more. And I remember this one time... Um, one person who was in upper management of the company mm -hmm. when i was getting ready to head back out to work she said um are you sure you want to return to flying don't you think you want to take something else we can we can get something else for you you know and i said no i want to go back to fly and right. she said oh well well you know people are talking and we just they, they were just a little concerned with how passengers would react to your skin oh boy oh boy and That's exactly what I just said, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember that day I went to the washroom in the, uh, in, in the, in the office mm -hmm. and I cried, I cried, I cried because I felt, I felt so dirty. I felt, it's, I felt almost right. as, oh, you don't want me to be a part of this because you are ashamed of what people mm. say about me. Whereas you should be telling the people if they say anything about that, that that's wrong. Right, right. You know? But like you said, because I think in the Caribbean, we're still kind of a little close-minded when it comes to certain things. There we're kind of now starting to get. Mm -hmm. It's kind of now starting, you know. Mm -hmm, That's why I was mm -hmm. so happy when I met you guys, you know, because I really <laughs> just, I, I it, it's, we need to kind of educate people a little more that, hey, you don't have to have, quote-unquote, this perfect image to fit a perfect career, a, a certain career or a mold, you know? I mean, it's not like I'll touch somebody else and they'll get vitiligo. Exactly, know? exactly. Yeah. But yeah. education is key, and people are so not, it's still not educated about what this is, what it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, there's this, this stigma associated with 
having this condition. And it's going to be up to us to dispel that, to cast that out, to rebuke that, whatever yes, word yes. we want to use. <laughs> yeah. Tell me a little bit. So the treatment that they gave you didn't work. Nope. Did you try makeup to yeah. did you use any sort of makeup? Um, just regular makeup, but I'll be honest with you, I, um, I have gotten to a place now, I think I've gotten a little bit rebellious, <laughs> um, and especially after the comments that was made at the company, mm -hmm. and I, you know, just along the way, the little comments, I had someone once say to me, you don't find your skin does look like a cow. Ooh, no, they didn't. You know, um. And sometimes, you know, they say in life, when things happen to you, you could you could allow that to break you, or you could allow it to make that's you. That's right. That's right. That's so right. I'm a little rebellious in the sense mm -hmm. where I I don't even feel to wear makeup sometimes because I almost want people to ask me what is that. So I can. And then you use it as a teaching moment. Very yes, good. Exactly. Very exactly. good. Um, wow. Of course, if I have something to do, I'll definitely wear makeup and that kind mm -hmm. of thing. But. And because Trinidad is so hot all the time, it's like, I was gonna say that next. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's like I don't wanna. It, it's hard. It's it's not very practical here in the Caribbean. Yeah, no, because you put it on, and I've gone home to St. Thomas with it, and you're just sweating it, and it's just just oozing on down. Yes, it's, it's just yes. sweating it out. So you're just yeah. wasting time and money. Forget exactly. it. Forget it. Exactly. Forget it. Now, I know you talk about your elbows and I could clearly see your hands. We tend to measure or talk about where we are in the journey by percentage. So your body is 100%. What percentage of your body is now engaged in this vitiligo? Um, I would say about 70 to 75%. Okay. Because I have it on every part of my body. Some parts the blotches are bigger, some mm -hmm. parts they're smaller. So like my hands, my elbows are bigger. But if you look yeah. closely, you'll see like little dots appearing everywhere on my feet, on my back, you know, um, just little, little. So I could tell that because I, from what I've noticed is the little ones eventually Connect. spread. Yes. To the big ones. I don't know what it was like for you, but I envision Same. that in time, those little ones will yeah. Catch up, they'll catch up. It's you know, vitiligo has a mind of its own, yeah, and it just does what it chooses to do. And we just have to, we're in the planet, God just let it let God do what He's doing. I, you know, we tend to stress about it, um, when we don't need to, and so we thank God for those of us who can say that we've not have it at the forefront of our lives, our minds, our everyday living, and just live our lives. Or yes. as Oprah would say, live our best life. Yeah. Someone, um, a friend of mine who was a makeup artist, she joked with me recently, because mm -hmm. if you, well, I mean, you could probably tell the people, but I have it on my, this, by my eyebrows and my nose. Yes. And you know they call, they're your T-zone, right? Right. <laughs> and that's actually where people use to contour. Like they put lighter makeup there. So yes. she's like, girl, you should be happy. You have your own contour. Your own contour. Yes. contour. <laughs> that is good. That is a good good point. You don't need any you don't need to buy anything for that. You got it no. natural. Natural. <laughs> now in in Trinidad, how prevalent? How Easily, can you walk from one street to the next and see somebody with a little mm, 
not very easily. I have because um, I have been so vocal about how about my journey. I think once or twice I shared stuff online and then it mm-hmm. kind of went viral locally. Mm-hmm. So people who have, I guess we have our own little community here. And, yeah. You know, we kind of, um, so you, if you see each other, I guess you might, you might say hi or whatever. But um, so far, I've only really met locally about six people. Okay. That have it. I can't and, say that there is more or less. There probably yeah. is. But um, it's not very, very common. And I'm, I'm sure you're going to tell me those were six women because the men seem to be yeah. not hiding, but, you know. I did see one guy one time. Um and it was almost as though I looked at him like I, I wanted to go and talk to him, but he looked at me and looked away. So I yeah. felt like he wasn't ready to have that. Yeah, I, I could tell that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I know you talked about um, getting big friends into Trinidad. Um, was something yeah. you and I would still talk a little more about that. But yeah. that was something. I mean, we've we've talked about Puerto Rico. We've talked about Saint Martin. Yeah. So, um, you know, the ideas are still floating around and Mm -hmm. you can bring six people together. If you can bring six people together, that's a group right there. Yeah. Yeah. We will stand with you and support you. We'll send Mark down to visit, send somebody down to visit. I'll come along with them as well. We would love to have you. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Especially, sorry. Go ahead. Because one particular um, girl that reached out to me, she was actually really, really struggling because I think she works, she, works in, she works in banking. So, you know, mm-hmm. she's like the front line, people are seeing her every day kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, she was having a really, really hard time how, with, with, they don't just navigating how to manage it and that kind of thing. So I created a little group on Facebook for, for just us, <laughs> which is just the four of us. You know? Yeah. And we, we share stuff and, and it really, really helps. So I, I see the value in, you know, like where, when I met you at that group with Tiffany, mm-hmm. I've, of course I'm in other groups, women's groups, Bible study, this is whatever, parenting groups, but right. some, there is something different about totally. when you could connect with people who are going through something that nobody else understands. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. your family and stuff would always say, girl, why are you studying that, this and that, whatever. But you guys get it, you know, and that's right. And that's and right. and that's I think what what the difference we can make in each other's lives. You know, we get yeah. each other. Absolutely, and uh, you know, feel free to invite me to that group. I'll be honored to to call if WhatsApp can work. We'll WhatsApp it. You know, but um, support groups are necessary. That's simply what you're saying, and that's what we say as well because you become this family, this nucleus, this, this group of people that can relate, you're understanding what I'm going through and, and we can go back and forth. Somebody who has no idea, can't comprehend what we're saying, don't have a clue as to what this is. They can't walk in these shoes. Yeah. It means nothing to them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, you talk a little about the group that, um, how did you talk a little about how you met Tiffany and the benefits that you received from even working with her? Oh, wow. I um, Tiffany, that it was actually that same post that I spoke about where I, where I shared. Um, okay. I just, one day I was just on my bed and I was looking at my feet and I was like, wow, look at, look at how this thing, you know, it spread so much. Mm. And because I wear jeans and stuff most times or long, whatever, 
people won't necessarily see that. Mm-hmm. So I took a picture of that and I posted it. And somehow, I guess in the world of the internet, <laughs> Tiffany saw it on Instagram. She liked it. And then I realized that she has written like too. So I started following her posts and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And when she had the um, event the other night, I signed up for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, I guess it was, it was all from there, you know? Yeah. But, um, like I said, you know, it was, I just, I felt at home. I felt like, wow, this is what I've been missing all along. Because, like I mentioned, you know, I don't want to come across as I'm so strong and my faith has me so strong and this and that. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes being strong as a mother and a wife and with all the things that I have going on, dealing with little Igo, I don't have a space to be weak. Right. But right. with fit friends and what you guys do, I feel like, wow, like, okay, I could be weak here. I could say that this really, sh- I'm struggling with this, you know, but because when I walk away, I can't, you know, I can't necessarily show that to my kids or, you know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so you guys really, really provide a safe space for people with better let go, and I, I appreciate that so much. That is so wonderful, and it's so needed. So that's what we have to as you do your post back home in Trinidad, put it out there, let people know. I mean, because, you know, there are people that are hurting themselves. They're locked in. They're ashamed. They don't want to do so many things. But if they know that there's other people out here who's, that we've done that and we're here to support you and stand with you, it'll make a difference. Just being on that call the other night and hearing everybody's story, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, like I mentioned, even even back when um, I was going through my stuff with, with the company that I worked with, the airline that I work with, I remember I brought it up with HR and one of the reps, he said there, yeah, but you know, um, I kind of, you know, anybody could say anything. Um, sometimes we just have to forgive. And I realized that people don't realize that how their words could cut. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That person who said to me, too, we used to be good friends. And she said, you know, you don't find your skin looks like a cow. Mm. And she didn't realize how, you know, like you're saying that with, oh, you're trying to be funny or whatever, but they don't realize how those words could cut because this is something oh, yes. I cannot change about myself. I can't change it. You know, in fact, it's changing me. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Now, now that you're, you're blossoming, you're not letting vitiligo, you know, bring you down. Have you seen like that person? Have you seen them again and communicated? Um, I have, yeah, I have. And I think it's it's been quite different. Yes. Um, it's been not quite, it's been really, really different. Funny enough, you would see me talking here now, but I five years ago I used to be very, very shy. Uh, a colleague you told me, fool me Akena. you could have fooled me well listen <laughs> <Don't> believe it <laughs> a colleague told me recently she's like i want you to go back and look at some of your pictures from five years ago she's like i feel like you used to be such a wimp <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's i always said like I think God gave me vitiligo because he knew that was what I needed. Because mm-hmm. I would always hide. I was always trying to be to the background and always tell people, no, you go, you do it. Mm. And, and I felt like, no, I had or I have an opportunity you know, to focus more on who I am on the inside. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really done something to my confidence. Whereas 
I realized that, okay, I always thought that who I was was tied into my career and mm. my image, you know, but I'm realizing now that who I am is tied into who I am on the inside. So even if my skin changes, even if whatever happens on the outside, that yeah. doesn't define who I am, you know? That's right. And too often we focus on the out outward because that's what folks are seeing or that the media lets you to know that this is, this is, it's all it right here, yeah. what you look like. But yeah. you're saying, vitiligo is not all that bad, to be honest. Because now look what it's done for you. Yeah. It has brought out the real Akena yeah. that was hidden under there by shyness and yeah. It, it, oh my gosh! I, I you're you're telling the story. I love that that journey, and we pray that somebody out there listening. Me could, too. Me too. And it, it will be. It's, it trust me. It's gonna be a fight. You know. Um, yes. It's it's it will be a fight. But you, once you just stay the course, you know, and and just 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 look for hey. I know I'm saying God a lot, but whatever it is, you know. Yes. What are you doing in my life? How can, mm. how can I use this? You know, I would yeah. have never thought five years ago I would have been on a call talking to Valerie <laughs> from Boston about vitiligo, you know. <laughs> but here I am, you know, so. Well, listen, he has this plan and purpose. He's God of the universe. And he has this plan and purpose for our lives all carved out. Who would have thought vitiligo would have been in that picture? You you wouldn't, I wouldn't. No, no, but no. Look what it's brought out of us. Yeah. Like a different person has come out because of this yeah. condition that people deem, oh, you look so disgusting. You look like a cow. But what's, what this thing is bringing out of me and you yeah. can change the world. Yeah, it's really like a, a, like a, a caterpillar into a butterfly kind of there thing. There you go. You yeah. should have been in our art class. <laughs> Professor oh, really? That's what you guys did? Yes. The first oh. class we had a sketch of a butterfly. Oh, that's awesome. And we, we drew the butterfly and painted it. Oh, my gosh. I wish mine was close by. But, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, it, it's it's beautiful. Um, And that's a good way to put it because that's true. You look at the caterpillar. Who wouldn't say, ooh, to a caterpillar? Yeah. But I bet you ain't going to say, ooh, about a butterfly. No, no. And that's us. That's me and you. Yeah. I cannot. That's me and you. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Butterflies. And as a Caribbean girl, you can speak to it. As a little girl, what, what did we do? We chased butterflies, girl. Yes. Yes. That's so true. That's so Today, true. Beautiful butterflies. What an amazing God. Yeah. So what's the future like you think you're not any longer uh in the in the airline business yeah because they yes you were hurt yes you were injured but they rejected god's gift to humanity in in a kennel yeah well, like for you well they they actually i it was because of my injury is why i stopped flying but they did offer me a job on the ground after right and i I just couldn't, everything in me was like, girl, you have bills to pay. We're in the middle of a pandemic. You better take that job. <laughs> you know, um, but I just couldn't. When I, when I, when I, when I felt like if you could make that comment, 
then mm. that tells me a little bit about the heart of right. some of the people there. And I just couldn't be a part of it. So I just couldn't go back. So right now, I am just kind of working on some new things. I'm actually, um, well, I actually do a women's event in Trinidad every year. It's called Labor of Love. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Trinidad is back under lockdown. We have a state of emergency. Really? Going on. Oh, yeah. We have a really high cases. Ooh. Um, and we kind of now started our vaccination drives and that kind of thing. So hopefully within a few weeks or months, things kind of get back to some normal Yeah. yeah. Um, so that event is going to be virtually next month. Mm-hmm. And I was actually hoping this year on World Vitiligo Day to have an aerobics burnout and just a kind of mm-hmm. meet and greet for everyone. But because of restrictions... Um, right, we may not right. be able to, so I might convert that to a virtual workout session mm-hmm. and see how we could connect. Then, because, like I said, I'm just really trying to build that community for people. Yes, I just want to, because of my experience with Vitiligo and just other things that I would have gone through in life in general, I realize now that people need people, you know. Yes, absolutely, and, um, and I just want to kind of channel. The next few years of my life towards just encouraging people, helping people, mainly women and people with vitiligo, mm-hmm. but really just, you know, like being true to my purpose and trying to figure out exactly what that is. You know, yeah. I thought that my purpose was being a flight attendant, but um, I guess maybe that was just for that time. Season. <laughs> and now it's just kind of figuring out, okay, okay, God, what is it that you want me to do in this season? Yeah. And, you know, just executing that as well. A friend of mine recently told me, he said, um, you know, I really think why you got vitiligo, you were trying to hide too much. God gave you something where people could see Bring you. you. Yeah. People can see you now. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, he might be calling it. He might be saying it. Because look at the people now. You're going to be reaching a different set of people. You're re- look, you're, you're, you're talking to Valerie Boston. You were talking in New York last week, uh, last month. <laughs> Things yeah. that happened, and he's right. I would want to say technology is an amazing thing. Yes, <laughs> because and because I thought that hey, the only way I could reach people internationally is if I was flying. Mm, that's what you thought. That's How right. wrong are you? You know, God's plan is different. You know. Um, if there's somebody out there, we, you know, uh, we, we're, we're going to wrap it up. But if there's somebody out there just recently recently diagnosed with vitiligo and they're in a low place, tell them something. Talk to them right now. They're listening. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's it's not going to be easy. I'm not going to say that, oh, you should put on some makeup or you should do this. So, you know, no, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a difficult, difficult journey. It's going to take you on a, on a journey to, to relearn mm. a new you, you know. Right. Um, there'll be days when you'll be like, I don't know, how, 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 how am I going to look myself in the mirror? You know, you'll start, your mind might start playing games with you. Like, oh, okay, by the time I'm this age, it'll be this one. It'll be like that. But be gentle with yourself. Oh, I love it. Yes. You know, surround yourself with people that 
are willing to understand what you're going through. Mm. People who want to understand, not people who just shun you off like, oh, that's not important, you know? Right. And and just just have faith that there is some sort of purpose in this. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not just for vitiligo alone. That's just for anything. You know, and right. if right. anybody's struggling with any anything, especially things pertaining to health, you know, yes. there's always someone that can learn from your story. So the same way I'm talking to you guys here because of what I would have gone through, mm-hmm. that person, trust me, they'll be talking to somebody else about what they're going through two, two, yeah. three, four years from now. Absolutely. And just to piggyback on something you said about meeting the four or five women, you have not met any children yet, have you? No, I have not. But one parent reached out to me about um, their daughter who had it. Mm -hmm. And we never got the opportunity to meet because of the pandemic. This Mm -hmm. was late last year. But my my daughter, my seven-year-old and I, we did a little video. It's on YouTube. I can okay. share it with you. Please. Um, yeah. And we, well, I bought her this Barbie Vitiligo doll. You know the Barbie? The oh, yeah. Doll. So she did a video talking and telling people when my mom has Vitiligo and this and that. So I sent it to her and he said that she really, really liked it. And he actually got her the doll as well. Awesome. Yeah. Well, what, what the reason I asked you that is because we have, a Vit Friends have this project. We call it a book project or library project. Um, where um, the end of 2019 into 2020, before pandemic went crazy, um, we have been sending storybooks because we have some authors now writing books about Vitiligo and you know, storyline. And so, you know, I want to identify, you know, one or two children um, that I could send a book to. So, Okay. I'll get your address and yeah. I'll send you the book um, so and that I you can get, get it. it. Yes, yeah. And these are kind of things that we're, we're starting to do slowly. That's really, um, really good. Yeah, because the, the, the thing that we want to work on somehow is to see that, you know, I, I, I'm a teacher and so... In, in, in our science curriculum, it's about the birds. So the mm-hmm. kids in the class, they can tell you every name of every bird, the sounds that the birds make. Why not tell them about their skin? And there's this condition called vitiligo. So as far as getting this into early, ed- early education from kindergarten, they should know what vitiligo is. For they sure. know Yeah, yeah, so for that's sure. Our goal. That's our goal. And in um, the- it would, it, would, it would prevent them being afraid, um, mm-hmm. you know, just, just wondering, hey, what is that? The bullying right. as well, you know, because they'll be more informed. Exactly. Bullying, we pray, would cease. If, if this was to really take uh, take hold, we, we would want to see the bullying goes away. Because I remember it was uh, one of the schools in North Carolina, we heard of a little girl who had been refusing to go to school because of being bullied for her vitiligo. She didn't do anything to herself. It's something that happened to her, but there's no education. The kids have no idea what it is. And she was refusing to go to school. So we sent a book. I said, please have somebody read the the book in the class. 
And so allow the kids to ask questions or whatever, and then present one to her as a gift. Yes. The little girl's yes. life has changed. Wow. She made a special number one. She's in the book. Mm. She's yeah. in the book. And number two, she got one as a gift. Wow. And that's what we have to continue doing. Wow. So we think it's not just the adults that suffer um, in, in silence or the adults can handle it or whatever. It's the kids. And they got to go through elementary. They got to go through middle high school. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough. It's tough. But I am so happy that we could do this. I wanted to get the opportunity after meeting you. And you, you know, you did share in depth about your job, and that whole thing bothered me. And I really wanted, yeah, you know, yeah. It's it's unfortunate because uh, my husband he joked and said, "Oh, they don't know that he could have used you on a billboard, and it would have promoted awareness about what vitiligo is." <laughs> but but True. oh well, True. Yeah. oh well. Look what you're doing now. And you have more places to go and more, more people to reach. You're going to be touching more. You, you thought it would probably be your international flights. No, you're going to be touching people, reaching people, changing lives, if you would, because of your little Vitiligo. Could you imagine that? Who would have thought? Who would have thought that Vitiligo would wow. change you into this confident person? Yeah. The thing that I thought would have broken me is what God used to really make me. There you go. There you go. I said to somebody the other day, I, I was talking about, you know, all of my years are good, but I, I highlighted what I consider to be outstanding years for me. 2016, when I invited people to go with us to the Capitol steps and make a, uh, uh, have a bit like a rally in Washington, D.C., it was a vision. And and the other thing, too, before that, 2009, the women's group at my church was just dwindling away. And so I said, I'm going to privately start a women's group. And that still stands today, 2009, January. Oh, and that was a bad year for me. My skin was going berserk. It was really taking over my face. Wow. Middle life was taking over. And so January 2009, a prayer group for women. And uh, July... 2009, a vitiligo group would now stand with 12 groups known as Vit Friends. So, confidence. It reminds me of confidence. I was not confident back then to do this because I'm saying, oh my God, what's happening? You know? But I thank you for giving me this time. A any last comments? Any last thing you want to say to anybody out there listening? Uh, I, I know you probably you guys probably hear this all the time, but I just wanted to say thank you for what you guys are doing. Uh, I'm not just saying that, to, you know, <laughs> but I just I, I I just really really thank God for bringing us together, you know. <laughs> and I just want to just just keep you guys just keep up the great work that you're doing to just reach people. I could tell that you have a heart for this, you know, and um, because you're doing it so selflessly. You and your team, I think that's why, you know, it will go the places that it has to go. So thank you guys so much for having me. And I hope that I encouraged someone today. I, I, <laughs> you absolutely did. I'm, I'm just blessed to have you. Uh, who would have thought that my vitiligo would have me talking to somebody in Trinidad? Yeah. Wow. Well, hopefully next time we talk, it'll be in person. Yes, girl, I'm ready. Hello? I'm ready. I'm ready. Woo! <laughs> 
with a bit with the biggest royalty I can find. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> well, thank you, darling. You stay well, stay safe. I hear you talk about those COVID numbers over there. We'll be praying for your safety. Yes, those beautiful so little girls. Yes, and say hello you. to your husband. We look, we look forward to meeting all of you one day sometime soon. Thank you so much. Me too. God bless you. We love you. God bless stay you. well. Have Take you care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Vic Friends podcast coming to you live from Boston with my special guest. Oh, my goodness. Akena is from TNT, as they would call it. And I just wanted to talk to her after meeting her a few weeks ago and hearing her story. Again, Vic Friends, uh, if you'd like to reach us, you can get us at www.vicfriends.org. Or our 800 number is live 24-7, If you're in trouble, if you just want to talk to someone and just vent, we're accepting vent calls. Call us anytime. Uh, send us an email, a message um, at support at bitfriends.org. Um, my partner and I, co-host Mark Braxton and I, we're just so grateful for the opportunity to chat with folks anywhere and everywhere. My goodness, we've done Italy. We've done Jamaica. Um, well, not Jamaica as in Jamaica, but um, Dr. West is here uh, in DC from Jamaica and I interviewed her. Now today I'm in, I'm in Trinidad. Oh my goodness, things are happening and stay. Um, alert and aware and as we begin to prepare for June. Globally, June is Vitiligo Awareness Month and folks are going to be celebrating with their purple nails, their purple clothes, their purple hair and all of that. And we will be um, coming out with some amazing announcements come June 1st. So be on the listen for that. Uh, keep your ears to the ground. Things are happening. Things are happening. And we are just so blessed that um, of the team that we have here at BitFriends, uh, we work together. We partner together. Same team, uh, one unit, one message, one goal. We love you. We bless you. We thank you for spending this time with us. My guest, Akena, we love her. And we're just so glad to have a partner over the ocean right now. That things are going to be happening. Uh, they're interested in bit friends in Trinidad. So we'll keep you posted. God bless you. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>